Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. I remember the days watching my guest on In a Mississippi Minute, today's guest, in a New Orleans Saints uniform. Growing up so close to NOLA, admiring all things Archie Manning and not having an NFL franchise here, the Saints were an obvious choice to follow. My brother and brother-in-laws both, well, the three of them, all went to med school at Tulane and my brother-in-law dr brian carey who married my sister was from seattle was a tennis player at the university of washington and was a pal of today's guest as mentioned he played in the nfl but there's so much more to him he founded several multi-million dollar companies raised money to build water wells in tanzania and is well on his way to becoming the first nfl player to climb all seven summits he is in the washington husky hall of fame and could catch passes like nobody's business, and now has a hit podcast that I've been on. Please welcome and say hello to Mark Patterson. How you doing, buddy? Hey, listen, you need to be my PR agent. You just did an outstanding job of that intro. Well, yeah, I'm the king of intro. It's part of the deal. <laughs> I'm the, all my friends. All my friends. It's funny when I my 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 first voyage doing this was with John Daly, and and uh, he was impressed as well. So it's uh, I like. Hey, this is my time to. Bef- this is my structured time in an interview because uh, my listeners know that I get out of control. And so uh, this is my time to uh, to show that I can actually have something planned and stick to it. All right. So uh, where, where might I find you right now? You know what? I am beaming from Sun Valley, Idaho. I actually just walked out in my backyard. I'm looking out into pasture and it's just blue skies and the aspens are... You're just quaking. They call them quaking aspens, you know, just around me, and birds are chirping, so it's a pretty good day here. Oh, I love it. Now, now you've been dealing with what? You've been doing football camps? What's been going on? No, no, no. I actually just got off of uh, a crazy mountain in Alaska called Denali. So for all your uh, listeners down in Mississippi there, I'm not sure what the highest point is. It's (laughs) our levee over here. We have a levee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I remember that going out to uh, Greenville, Mississippi and other places in that great state of yours. But, um, you know, I was just summited. I was very fortunate, uh, summited. Uh, that mountain, 20,320 feet, and it is an absolute wicked bear. You know, last year I was up there, and there's minus 60-degree weather temperatures. I was not able to make it, and this is such a battle just trying to get yourself in position. I've got some friends up there um, 
that are climbing right now, in this last week, it, it snowed over nine feet. And when that happens, you were just literally buried in your tent for day after day after day. And, you know, I just had sweet weather. So I got up the mountain about 10 days ago. So you got to the top of that mountain. Okay, so I want, I want to talk about all the mountains you've already conquered. Just the whole process of training for negative 60. Now, you know, I've done uh, Green Bay uh, anthems in negative like 11 wind chill factor, or, and it was yeah. tough, you know. I'd, tell me negative yeah. 60. How do you prepare for that? Well, you don't, and you you actually you don't want to be out in that type of of weather. You know, a lot of bad things can happen, especially on a treacherous mountain. I mean, it's got everything pretty much Everest has, with the exception of the height. Uh, Everest is twenty nine thousand, but you know, it just gets crazy. And so, a lot of times when you get in that type of of environment, it's you know, winds are going so. Whatever the just the ambient temperature is, you kick in that wind chill you're just talking about down in Green Bay, which I've been to, to right. and it gets cold. It's just bone chilling. There's a friend of mine. His name is Ed Veesters. He's probably the America's greatest mountaineer that we have today. He's climbed all these crazy mountains all over the world um, many times over with no oxygen, um, and he mm. says it best, which is the top is always optional getting back down is mandatory right and you just have to be smart about that and you know that's why again you know i paid a lot of money spent three weeks up in the mountain last year and it was minus 60 and so the, the decision was to anchor at a lower uh, altitude where it was still minus 20 so you know that's <laughs> that's chilly heat but, wave that's a heat wave i mean is it more clothes or is it just the right clothes I guess. Well, it's a it's a combination of a whole lot of things going on, and so it's not just one standard answer, you know. Um, and I'll throw out some names that I think a lot of people, brand names that people would know, and then there's other ones that if you're in the mountaineering community, just like your music, where you know brands of guitars and stuff like that, but there's all these sub-brands as well. But, you know, companies like North Face and Panagonia, mm-hmm. you know, types companies like that. Um, there's brands that I wear in particular, Mountain Hardware, Outdoor Research. But the bottom line is when you're climbing, it's just a constant um, effort of of layering, right? So, you know, you have on your base layers, and as you're climbing up, and like, you know, I'd be climbing up a 45-degree wall, climbing over crevasses, holding on the ropes, you know, my, my crevasse in hand, everything else like that. And, and you're, you're also carrying quite a bit of weight on your back. Um, we carried 130 pounds up the mountain, you know, just because we had to carry our, our own gear. We don't. You've got to be kidding me. That much. No. That much weight. Yeah. It's like I'm carrying your sister, right? Yeah. 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 That's more than my Plus sister. Going, it's more than my sister. You're right. And so, yeah. So you're going straight up and you get hot. But as soon as you take a time out, you know, you go for an hour and, you, you, you know, you have to constantly be hydrating. You know, you sit down, and the first thing you do is you reach in your big-ass pack and pull out that big, puffy uh, down jacket that you have, and you put that on because that sweat really quickly becomes cold, and that's mm-hmm. where people get into trouble. So it's constantly on and off and on and off and on and off. All right, because how do you so, – so who do you train? I mean, you talk, you mentioned somebody that's like your sort of mentor and guru, but how, how and who – who trains you and how do you train and prepare? Because you're probably never prepared enough, right? Uh, for for situations that come, you can until you're in those situations, right? You don't you don't know them necessarily yourself. You can prepare and read about it and be told about it, but when when negative sixty hits and you got to make some decisions and all that, you rely on the knowledge you have. Uh, but who's been your biggest mentor and who's been who's taught you how to do all this? Well, I mean, I, I think when you, you know, I, I think there's a number of things. Number one, 
um, we go back to your brother-in-law, um, our common buddy, Brian Carey. Yep. Right? And Brian's, Brian's known me since I was a little kid, and we played on, on sports teams together. And the bottom line for me is that where a lot of NFL guys stop working out, um, I just I just never did. You know, I just I have such a love and such a passion, and I would have played in the NFL for free. You know, I'm glad I didn't. But right. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just one of those things where I just I love the process. I love the training. I love you know. In your case, maybe it's the practicing. I mean, I just I, I just. I get off doing it, you know, and, and right. having that, you know, that fresh air and the, the sense of accomplishment. So that's one thing. Number two is having grown up in the great state of Washington and Seattle. Um, for those people who haven't been there from Mississippi, you know, it's a very mountainous community. And um, we've got a big mountain up there called Mount Rainier, Rainier and several right. others. And, yeah, and so I grew up kind of climbing the mountains, a lot of those mountains with my dad. So he kind of turned me on to this. And then, you know, when I had this whole plan about – climbing the seven summits i talked to a a guy who runs a, a guide uh service throughout the world and we just drew up the plan the plan was really um starting off with kilimanjaro down in tanzania was really to you know start with kind of ability and difficulty and and altitude and kind of work your way up so the last one i've got two to go the last one will be everest and so by the time i like mm. even hit um this last one on denali there's a lot of technical skills, you know, climbing up these, these ice walls, you know, pulling yourself up, belaying off these cliffs and things like that, that, you know, I've been working at this stuff now for years and years and years and kind of honing my game. And then the, the, back to the training part, you know, I recently moved to Sun Valley, Idaho, and just, you know, walking around town is 5,840 feet. So I'm acclimating, you know. Right, just the lack of oxygen, right, which the really, lack of oxygen, right. Yep, right. Yep. Talking to Mark Patterson. Former NFLer, played a few teams in the league, but I, obviously the one I cared about was when he was playing for the Saints. Uh, he was down the street. Uh, he made his appearance in Greenville, Mississippi, at my sister's wedding and brother-in-law Brian. And uh, and he's attempting. Oh, he's not attempting. He's wrapping it up. He's almost there. He's almost getting to Mount Everest to climb all seven summits. He's got a po- podcast called Finding Your Summit. Is that right, Mark? Yeah. At Finding Your Summit that I appeared on uh, months ago. And uh, he taught me the ropes and doing this uh, crazy side of the interview. You're with Mark Patterson. I'm Steve Azar. You're in Mississippi Minutes. Stand by. Seems to be how much would it cost for you to finally be free? I'd be happy to pay if you just start wandering my way. Oh, it sure make my day if you just start to wander my way. Hey, folks. If you're tired of being tired because your pillow isn't doing his job at night, give my buddy Chad and his team at OmniPillow a go. OmniPillow has a 100-day return policy, and listen to this. They will donate a pillow to someone in need every time you purchase one. Their goal is to give away 1 million pillows. It also comes with a stress cube that sells for 10 bucks. You'll thank me, I promise. Give yourself a much-deserved life's rest. Go to OmniPillow.com. Enter promo code Steve Azar. That's OmniPillow.com, promo code Steve Azar, and you'll receive 20% off with free shipping. If you ask me, there's no better pillow on the planet. In 
a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We're with Mark Patterson. You may remember him from the New Orleans Saints if you're down in this region. Uh, if you're listening from Washington, D.C. or Chicago, wherever you're listening, uh, West Coast, East Coast, L.A., uh, you'll know him maybe if you're a Pac-10 football fan back in his Washington Husky days where he became a Hall of Famer. And uh, now he is attempting to do a different sort of deal and reach the Hall of Fame, climbing all seven summits. Uh, his podcast is fantastic. His knowledge that he's gained over the years. And it's a good fit. If you think about it, uh, going from wide receiver, like you said, and, and your dad influencing you, I want to talk to you. Mark Patterson is on the line with us today about your dad's influence even further uh, about having those mountains at your back door. Obviously, uh, you're staring at them. I've been in my sister's house, and I see Rainier from, from her deck at times. So it's an, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing view. You see Husky Stadium. You go around it. You see you know Mount Rainier. So just that, obviously, being there is a temptation as a kid of just looking there going like, I'm going to have you one day, right, and many more. So take me back a little further now with your dad. And, and tell me what it was like uh, being his son and being uh, mentored and the, the influence he had on you now today. Man, that's a, that's a big question, you know, and also big shoes to fill. And I know because I've met him, you, your dad is just an absolute rock star, and uh, metaphorically speaking, of course, and has been a big influence in all your brothers and your two sisters um, in lives, right? And, yeah. and for me, I, I was in the same situation. And, you know, my dad was the most selfless guy I think I've ever met. And he had just an incredible ability to relate to people, uh, number one, and always put himself underneath others. And so um, I think, you know, um, one of the things that, that as I was growing up, not only did he spend a ton of time with me, never missed a game, but always kept me very humble. Um, you know, I was I was getting a lot of tension at an earlier age, you know, from my, my sports endeavors, in particular with football. And he just always kept it in sync of uh, and in check of, you know, what's really important, which is family and friends and doing the right thing and being honest and and being a guy of tremendously high uh the tremendously high moral compass mm-hmm. and you know he really um uh you know instilled a lot of those things um we didn't we i, I grew up with a in, a in a family of of two school teachers and so we didn't have the money to be jetting off to hawaii or other exotic you know type spots and so what we'd do is go camping. We had a little Volkswagen. We'd stuff my mom, my, you know, my dad and my sister. We'd all go in this little Volkswagen bug. Remember the old bug? Yeah, man. It's like it's almost cliche. It's like I feel like I'm watching a movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, we jump in this thing and and you know go camping. And um, there's you know mountains and trails and everything else all over the state of Washington. And that's what we do. And I didn't know anything different because that's the way I grew up. Mm-hmm. And it was just a you know. I was very blessed to be in that environment, but also what it does, it makes you very connected. You know, today, like my kids and your kids, they have cell phones and all these other things, and they plug in, they watch all this media, and back then, it's just, you know, singing camp songs in the car and doing all that stuff. So that's really really where I, you know, learned kind of my love of the mountains um, growing up with my dad. I love it. I love it. Talking to Mark Patterson, he's got a great podcast you got to check out called Finding Your Summit, and uh, he's been, how long have you had your podcast? Mark? You know, I started it about 
<clears throat> a year ago, and I was interviewed by uh, a guy who's who's a Pac-12 announcer. His name is Yogi Roth, and Yogi came in and wanted to hear my story, and I, I talked to him. And as I was talking to him, I was just like, you know, I think I can do this. You know, the name has kind of come full circle, and a lot of people have say, oh, my gosh, it's such a great name, Finding Your Summit. It's very metaphorical because everybody's kind of fun, trying to find their way in life. Of course. And, and, and kind of the, the, the main theme is people overcoming adversity and finding their way. And certainly, uh, I've had my share of that, and that's the reason why I named that podcast. I, I, and you know what I really love right now? I love the fact that you're a former football player, and that was your life for so long. And we're not talking football, which is great because you, you've gone to another uh, dimension in your, in your life. And I love it because you're coming full circle to me in a lot of ways because the influences your folks had on you and your family being with your family on these great camping trips uh, were priceless. It should be the ultimate uh, visa commercials, right? Were, were the things that helped mold you. And now if you look in your rearview mirror, that's what it's all come full circle. And now you're trying to achieve such great feats. It's your whole upbringing, why, the, why you're doing this. Also having the temptation of looking at mountains around you, that's a, big, that's a big thing. I mean, we've got the Mississippi River, and it's a powerful thing to watch the sunset over the river. I mean, it's like, you know, it's ever-changing. It's always different, and you go, and you're always in awe. I see such amazing beauty, and just to be a chameleon and just constantly change over and over is amazing. It's an amazing blessing to get to see sunrises and sunsets. Now, you get to see snow-capped mountains in the middle of summer. Just, it blows my mind. You just threw out two really important points. All right. Um, That's good to know. You know, number one, yeah, so, so, so one of the things is imagine if you, I mean, I've known you since you literally, I would drive up to LSU, and you, back in those days, it was a little bit more of a rock and roll thing until you kind of found your way in your music style. Think about your entire life has been shaped around music. And if somebody came up to you one day and said, you know what, you can't play music anymore, right? Yeah. And how difficult that would be. And so for a lot of football guys, you know, you hear about this, you know, constantly, is that, you know, they really struggle on that transition. Because you've been doing it. I mean, if you count college football, you know, you're going to college, yes. But, I mean, I mean, look, it is big. When you're playing big-time football, D1 level, I mean, it is hardcore, and it is super time-consuming. Yeah, you're all in. You mix that. You're all in. You're all in. Yeah. Well, you're all in, especially if you're, you know, going to the places that I wanted to go. And and then you're you're somehow or another fortunate to make it into the, into the NFL and get drafted and go to the combines and all those things I was able to do, very fortunate and blessed. And then one day when you're around 30, when all my buddies, you know, they've, they've kind of figured out their career, I'm starting back at zero. Right. Right. And so transitioning um, kind of that energy, and that's really what it is, is about channeling, rechanneling that same energy that the guys had into something positive. And then, and, you know, I, I guess, I guess if I look back on, on my life in terms of you, if you chunk it up, you know, there's been my, my, my youth and then there was high school and then there was college and football and then the NFL and then starting a family and, and having these different businesses and things like that. Um, I, I'm just, I'm so blessed in, in that way that I was able to kind of, you know, transition and and kind of get into something. But it was hard. You know, the first couple of years was hard. Um, Did you find some depression? Out. Did you have a little depression, a little sadness, sort of like uh, waking up and realizing you're not catching footballs at the middle anymore? Or maybe that was yeah, a good thing. No, I did. No, 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 no. I mean, it, it was. I mean, it, 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 you know, there was two years for me where, 
you know, it was tough going and just trying to figure out, you know, what that next move for me was going to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, fortunately, I wasn't in a financial pinch to, to have to go start work right away. But at the same time, it was just more rechanneling. And I had all this energy pent up, you know, wanting to do. And, you know, was it coaching or broadcasting or this or that? And, and you know, it just takes a little while to sort it all out and just work that process. Now, you, you've done a lot of broadcasting and a lot of coaching, right? And, and, and including last summer, I think, with uh, Coach uh, Mora, right? Well, I've been very blessed. So my best friend is is uh, Jim Mora. He just was released from uh, UCLA, but for six years he was a head coach there. And so I served in the mentorship program for UCLA. So okay. al- although I wasn't, you know, there like, you know, around the clock and I wasn't a coach, I was there as more of a mentorship because all those players, you know, their goal was to get through and get a great education, but also go into the NFL. And then after that transition into business. And so I was literally on the sideline in the locker room and the offices, right. um, fly to every game, um, you know, with the team. And then, you know, I, I formed a lot of relationships with a lot of those different players. Um, that they would come to me and say, hey, Mark, you know, I'm thinking about this after football. What do you think? Or how do you get to the NFL? Or how do you prepare for the combines? I've done all those things. And so I was able to, to provide some value, I think, for some of those kids, which was super rewarding for me. Oh, no, it's, there's nothing better. I, I, I spend once a month uh, going into the Delta Music Institute at Delta State where I went to college. So it's the greatest feeling in the world to be able to give back in that way from the knowledge and the mistakes, especially the mistakes we've made along the way, there's just gravel roads and potholes that, that nobody needs to go down in their profession. And then there's some that you got you need to go through for the pain element of being creative or whatever, but a lot of it's nonsense. And the reason you went down there is you had nobody else to go, hey, we'll look out for that pothole. Okay, so now let's jump. You get to play DJ. Uh, you know, Mississippi is the birthplace of American music, and I know you love music. And so uh, I'm going to let you choose uh, between two Jimmys, famous Jimmys, uh, Jimmy Rogers or Jimmy Buffett. Who would you like to hear? Jimmy Buffett. See, I just, I just knew it. I knew you'd do that. I was ready to hear you're in the jailhouse now, but that's all right. I'm, or I'm in the jailhouse now, but we'll give, we'll, we'll do a little Margaritaville or something or changes in that. Hey, no, we should do changes in attitude, changes in latitude in honor of my guest, Mark Pattison, who's doing that a lot, climbing all seven summits, his new podcast, Find Your Summit. We're going to be right back here in Mississippi. With these changes in latitude, changes in attitude. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Flying down that levee road, trying to see how fast I'm Steve Azar, you are in the flip side. We're rolling downhill of the Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, because you do know that's how we roll. Hey, uh, my guest, Mark Pattison, is fantastic, and I want, I want to continue uh, now getting further into the Tanzania thing. Explain to me how it all came about. Well, I, I got to tell you, so I've been, I've been very blessed not to be actually climbed uh, Kilimanjaro twice, 19,333 feet. Man. And um, I, it, my, my first time was when I was just kind of getting into this this whole quest I'm on to become the first NFL player to ever climb the seven summits. 
And so last summer, it was last summer, I'm getting confused on my time exactly, but last year, I'll say, um, I was I was contacted um, uh, from the Chris Long um, Foundation, and he started a, a project called waterboys.org. It's all about raising money to fund water wells to the people of the of the Maasai tribe in, in Tanzania. Mm-hmm. And it's just incredible um, that, you know, so many of these different these different people up in Serengeti and the Maasai tribe again, they don't have anything at all. I mean their their currency is a goat. And they they send these mostly these young women, these girls with five gallon looking like Gatorade buckets on their head. They travel like two, three miles down in fine water. And a lot of times when they're there they're raped and they're attacked and everything else. Oh, man. And, and so what, what Chris Long's vision was is, is to provide X amount of, of water wells to feed all these different villages. And so... Um, uh, so they wouldn't have to go down and with the buckets on the right and the risk of such a horrible... Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. Right. So Man. their foundation reached out to me. They heard about, um, you know, the NFL Networks has done a piece on me and my audience is over 300,000 people in terms of social media and everything. And so awesome. they somehow another caught wind. I also ironically played with uh, Chris's, um, his, his dad, Howie, everybody knows. Chris played right. for the Philadelphia Eagles the year before he was with the, the Patriots. So... He had won two Super Bowls back to back, but but so he asked uh, me to go down to Tanzania along with six other NFL uh, players, former players, and then there I think there's three or four Green Berets that went along. Um, some of them were had you know had their legs blown off in Iraq or Afghanistan, and so it was just really amazing. And and um, I paired with with Jim Moore, my best friend. We raised forty seven thousand dollars. We actually funded our own well. And we actually went to the villages. And i got to tell you something, Steve. I mean, you probably have this, um, in a sense, on some of the concerts that you play. But when we walked into those villages, we were like the Beatles. I mean, we it, it was amazing. Um, they came and they, they cheered us. They, they, they showered us with homemade goods that they had, Man. you know, created. And all we did, we walked over for the ribbon cutting to turn on a faucet. And that was just like, that was life to them. Right? How great, no but how, how rewarding. I mean, see, that, that's way bigger than any concert because I'm walking out and playing music and I hope I'm moving people and, and exciting them and giving them, taking them on an emotional roller coaster ride. I love doing that. But to go and change the, the value of life and uh, to be so grateful in that regard, man, that's another level. That's the greatest level. And I just love hearing that, that great things and good things are, are constantly being done. And not everybody gets to know it. We, we spend so much time reading the news that there's always negative, negative, you know, and, and it just it's it just wears you out. But I, this is the beauty of getting to do this show. And I know you we, you're getting to do your podcast. We get the chance of hearing uh, friends who are out there doing great things, and I just love it. I'm moved by that whole, I'm moved by it all. Well, remember, uh, you know, and I, I want to make this as like a gigantic point to anybody who might be listening to this, this show. The reason why I started Climbing Mountains is because I was going through a tough time, okay? I really right. tough time. My dad had just passed away, the guy I just talked about, mm-hmm. one of the greatest influences in my life, and I was going through a, a separation, now divorce with my my ex of, you know, I was with her for 30 years and that was really, really hard on me. And so I just was looking to, I, I wasn't looking to climb or get publicity about this. I wasn't, you know, there's was there wasn't a podcast. There wasn't a social channel, any of this stuff. Right. I got into this 
just to fill my bucket because I was so my bucket was so empty. And the, the amazing thing, while I would have never wished some of this stuff upon anybody, the amount of blessings that have come my way, like the podcast, um, um, like being featured on NFL networks, and um, you know, like doing this podcast with you. But the biggest gift has been the contribution that you just talked about. Yeah, to pay it forward by being involved in helping others. And I would have never imagined if I hadn't taken that step, right? No, that's, that's, the, that's the step I'm talking about. So every, every uh, inch that you climb up a mountain, the biggest thing you'll ever do, even when you, even when you finish uh, Mount Everest and you conquer that mountain like you will, because there, there's no doubt, because I know you, but, but, but the gift of like the whole Tanzania thing, that kind of, that kind of given, that kind of climbing, that kind of achieving, that's going to be your greatest, uh, accomplishments in your life when you look back. I mean, cause that's, that's, that's changing lives and that's a beautiful thing. Beautiful. Yeah. And, 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 and here's the thing that, that makes it like super beautiful, right? Which is this, you asked me about my dad and I told you my dad was the most giving, grateful, humble, um, person that I've ever known. And um, because uh, the collection of all these people that they invited um, just was probably barely enough to fund one whale, but Jim and I funded our own. And so because we did that, they actually, the, 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 the village that we funded, they put a plaque on that well, which is down there right now, with my dad. This, this is a memorandum oh, I love and it. a dedication to Buddy Patterson, which is my dad's name. Oh, I love it. And for, we'll forever be there. I love it. We're talking to Mark Patterson. What a good guy. Heck of an athlete growing up. Still a heck of an athlete because he is uh, going to be the first NFL, NFL player to ever achieve climbing all seven summits. Okay, so we're where? We're at five and a half summits now or six or five and a half? Well, yeah, I mean, you can't double count <laughs> mountains I've done twice. Okay, so, yeah, right. So where are we with, uh, so you're about to be We're six? We're number five. So, yep. Yeah, so you're heading to six. All yeah, right. so let me tell you what I've done. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll recap this really quickly. I need so to recap. we got, we got so plenty we, of time. Yeah, so, yeah, so the, the, the seven represent the seven highest mountains on the seven continents, right? Right. So, um, so I've knocked off Africa. We talked about Tanzania. I've done that twice. I've knocked off North America, which is Denali. I've been on that one twice, mm-hmm. and, but only summoned that one once, which only, you know, you got to, that's the only one that counts, of right. course. Right. I've summited Australia, which is kind of the fun seven. That's not that high of a mountain, but it's so much fun to be down there and, and, uh, and the and land down that. under. Um, right. Yeah, land down under. And then I've summited, uh, uh, Europe's highest mountain is in Russia, so I've been to Russia. Um, and then the last one is South America, which is a mountain called Aconcagua. And I, I, I got to tell you one other thing, too. I mean, summiting the mountains or playing in the games and catching the touchdowns, I mean, that's all great stuff. But it's the journey, right, that mm-hmm. has really been so rewarding of all these different cultures and Moscow and you know, drinking vodka. <laughs> the yeah, they, they have a lot of flavors of vodka. When I was there, I was like, what flavor? Now, this is back in the mid nineties. Yeah. What kind of, what flavor of vodka would you want? And I was going like, uh, taka vodka. Cause that's all I ever saw. <laughs> 
<laughs> now yeah, I'm on no, Georgia I Blue. It. I'm the spokesperson for yeah. a uh, uh, for a great brand in Mississippi called Georgia Blue. Great bourbon, great vodka, but great people. My buddy Jason and and so I've really gotten enjoyed getting enjoyed to know them. But the their vodka to me is a lot better than than what I had to drink when I was over there. I, I used to pour it out because they'd want you to drink a bottle, and there was no way I was going to be out of my mind in Latvia. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but think 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 about for you. I mean, kind of you know very similar paths here um you know for you excuse me to go into leavenworth washington or seattle or someplace in portland you know all these places around the world that your music career has been able to take you and all the wonderful people that you've been able to meet no it's amazing climbing all seven summits his new podcast find your summit mark pattison who's doing that a lot we're gonna be right back here in mississippi minute in the times, and the memories in my mind, all roads lead back to Highway 61. Yeah, all roads lead back to Highway 61. Highway 61. Hey, folks, in the market for new pillows. I'd like to tell you about who I believe strongly is the best pillow manufacturer made right here in the USA. My friends at Beds by Design and their amazing Omni Pillow. The Omni Pillow is made with a copper-infused fabric, and they use high-quality fabric. The copper has been known to be antifungal, antibacterial, and good for the skin. The Omni Flow is the foam in the inside, designed by their veteran team. The Omni Flow is a -a one-of-a-kind product that is unlike any other material. It is a patent material that adjusts as the weight is applied. They combine that with responsive temperature control that regulates your body temperature as you sleep. OmniPillow has a 100-day return policy. And listen to this. They'll donate a pillow to someone in need every time you purchase one. Their goal? To give away 1 million pillows. It also comes with a stress cube that sells for 10 bucks. Give yourself a much-deserved life's rest. Go to OmniPillow.com. That's OmniPillow.com. Enter promo code Steve Azar and receive 20% off with free shipping. You won't regret it. Thanks, guys. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We're with Mark Pattison. You may remember him from the New Orleans Saints if you're down in this region. And uh, now he is attempting to do a different sort of deal and reach the Hall of Fame, climbing all seven summits. Uh, his podcast is fantastic. Well, I, I have another challenge for you. I'm right? ready for a challenge. Okay, so you got 18 months to, to make this happen, right? 18 so months. I, 18 right. months. So right. 18 months, roughly, I will be doing Mount Everest, highest mountain in the world. Right. Okay? Um, and so the challenge to you, well, like you did with Sunshine, to make it very moving for me, to make sure I get up and I get back safely, is to compose a song. It's going to be called the Summit Song. All right, you, you got come it. up with however you want to. You got it. I know I don't have it yet, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to come up with something and record it for you to have. But it's gonna be uh yeah that's interesting. Could I write toward that? Easy to write toward a film or toward a particular project, but could I write toward 
this is uh, yet to be seen or heard. So I'm going to have to uh, figure out how I can do that. Um, that's interesting. That's interesting. No pressure. The Summit Song. The Summit Song. All right. I, I've been wanting to write. You know, I've been actually I'm in the middle of writing. I wrote the coach. Uh, about a coach that uh, many coaches I had, but one in particular that I always felt like he was wrong growing up. And I look back and I go like, man, was he ever right? And then, and then I, now I've, I've been working on one called the referee because the ref, because I know they're good people before they put the stripes on, but I've had a lot of bad experiences, especially in <laughs> basketball. And so uh, I mess with that. I'm, you know, messing around. And then now the summit song. So, uh, I've got jobs to do. All right, so Mark, what's going on? What's what's ahead? What's your goal of getting to uh, the Big Daddy and finishing on Everest? What, when when do you see that happening? You, you're talking about what eighteen months? You said. Yeah. Well, there's a couple things, and, and this is also really important in my life. Is that you know there is no there's well there's obviously a, there's a start, but but you know this is just really expanded my mind in terms of other goals that I can go out to and I'll tell you something you know all these things cost me money I don't make money from doing this um and and I do this for for me I do this for my passion and as it turns out and I never asked for this it just kind of has happened this way but it's inspired a lot of people you know to to get off their their duff and do something for themselves mm-hmm. and um and so, you know, I've got the seven summits, um, which I feel like I'm kind of around a third base now. And, you know, obviously Everest is going to be no easy easy task. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen, I've seen documentaries on Everest, and it's amazing, you know, amazing. Yeah, yeah, so that will be, you know, in the next 18 months. And then beyond that, I want to do something called the Grand Slam, which is the seven, and then I'll, I'll be skiing to north and, and the, the North Pole and the South Pole. And then kind of mixed in uh, amongst all that stuff is I, I want to climb the highest points, which are peaks, of in every state. So in the state of Washington, we would have Mount Rainier, mm-hmm. and I've done that. And in Alaska, we'd have Denali. I've done that. California, it's Mount Whitney. I've done that. So I've already done like four of these. But I think it's just be a fun way to see the U.S. in a way. Now down in Mississippi, you yeah, know, no, I got you. by your house. And I'm going to give you a buy. I'm going to give you a pass <laughs> on that. I'm going to go do it for you no. today, and then I'm going to send you no. a transfer coupon, <laughs> so you'll so you'll be good to go there. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. But you know, you get the idea. So you know, I just want to continue to kind of you know stay in the mountains. Another thing about the mountains, we talked about this about 30 minutes ago. But, you know, the other thing it does is it really, not necessarily in Mississippi or Washington, but, you know, these higher ones like Denali or Everest, you know, as you get so high, your cell phones, all those, all those electronics don't work. Yeah, and so awesome. it really makes you quiet your mind, right, and really get right. clear on where, where you want to go in life. I love it. We're talking to Mark Patterson. It's, it's, it's been a glorious Mississippi Minute. Tell me real quick also about the Summits Project that you've done, that you, you're the CEO uh, it's in like seven, eight countries, whatever countries. You've got a bunch of relo- retail locations. Tell me about that. Well, the Summit Project, it, it's really, it, it's really, as I, I mean, I'm just getting this thing off the uh, off the ground. Um, and it's it's really an extension of what I'm doing. Um, I have an e-learning course that's coming out. It's really all tied around finding your summit. I have that coming out. I have a book called Finding Your Summit um, that's coming out, so you can see what the theme is here. And then I'm starting my own a foundation called FindingYourSummit.org. And so that's really to pick and choose uh, different organizations. My daughter, for example, has epilepsy, form of epilepsy. And, oh, man. And so, you know, being able to raise money and awareness towards some of these different great organizations and, and just continuing the, the path of what I'm trying to do. Well, here's the deal. 
you you have been blessed and i wish you many more blessings because you're you're an amazing guy and uh and all your accomplishments and all that you do for people uh in need uh is the ultimate win so no matter how many catches no matter hall of fames no matter what all leads to you got to do something with that and you've done that and you continue to do that and I, I, it's been a privilege to have and an honor to have uh, brother mark pattison on mississippi minute today and uh you guys got to check it out finding your summit uh, Mark, Mark, Mark puts you in a tranquil moment while you're climbing uh, your own mountain of whatever it is you have to achieve in life, and uh, that is the most prophetic I will be today because I'm checking out. You've been in the Mississippi Minute. We've been Mark Patterson. Later. I'm Steve Azar in a Mississippi Minute, all sixty of them, where you can take your sweet time. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.